I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. With folks, we find the method of the madness, reason and the unreasonable, and extends that nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how are y'all doing this evening? Fuck. Absolutely wonderful after that beautifully timed read. Oh, beautiful. Um, the more I think about it, we need to figure out a way to do a Havana Gila as our theme. Like, that has to be incorporated into our actual theme song. There's Definitely no way listening. that's like public. That's like a public song. Like that, no one owns having a gila, right? I don't think so. You right? Because use it, that, but like <laughs> turn it into something. I I feel like we we want to do like a slight variation on it where everyone thinks it's having a gila or it reminds them of it, but it's not quite. Yeah, no, I want it to be having yeah, a gila with like Don Pettit spliced in somehow. <laughs> that's, that's all I want. It, are there lyrics to the original? Havana Gila is about to be. Oh my god! Can, can we keep auto tune Don Pettit clips to the uh, melody of Havana Gila? <laughs> if that you sounds... can figure out a way to make that happen, yeah, <laughs> yes. I was gonna say that sounds a bit <laughs> ambitious for uh, the auto tune yeah, that we tried. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we couldn't get one of us to sound like T Pain for three seconds. I'm, I don't know if we can do uh, <laughs> what you just described, but but if you want Josh to figure out the auto tuning process, you can call us at eight. 333 666 That's 1-833-666-0911. Nailed it. Lucky I didn't hear the yeah. whole thing, so I don't know if you did it right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did. I was, I was paying attention. He forgot the one the first time, but, you know, it's... It's not, no. Uh, <laughs> that's like, that's like half a strike, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah, it's a foul. It's an asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do we when have? I back from vacation. You guys ready to uh, learn about journalism? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, I didn't really keep up on much news when we were away. So, I, I, what's been going on? Well, we did the episode where, like, we showed like all the fake predictions, like the this, the predictions that weren't real at all throughout the years, like the you know, the famine in nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, the fan. Yeah, the famine. How, no, the acid no rain. Fish. No fish in Lake Erie because of the acid rain. Um, all those things. Aaron, have you have you ever been to Lake Erie? Once or twice. It is like I, a I've, mile. I've been there once it's or a twice quite too. a ways. To, it's a quite a quite a hike. And and how is the the giant acid pool these days? Is it keeping up to its word? Uh yeah yeah no, it's very untenable. Okay. I haven't swam in it, not because I'm lazy and don't want to swim in weird pollution river but yeah it's actually it already is a weird pollution river from like old abandoned steel factories but like no one like it's the fish are fine there's tons of fish in it fucking acid rain so stupid but i want to do something similar but with like current day journalism and how they are actively 
actively lying to us. Uh, no, I think the famine of 2023 is coming. Biden said there are going to be food shortages. Oh, there's going to be food shortages. I said that when we started this show. They're going to they're going to do it on purpose. Like they have been the whole time. That was the whole point of Boogerell and everything. Hey, that's that's Bob's topic. To we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, so here's some stories about Ukraine that have come out within the last month that have all been debunked as completely fake and gay. First is they this is from the Sun, uh, and they were reporting that the ghost of Kiev. I am Kiev, by the way. K-I-E-V. This is K-Y-I-Z or whatever the fuck they say now. It's so <laughs> stupid. Well, um, is this like the Ghost of Tsushima? That was such a fun game. Literally where they got it from, but it was... Uh, they pretended that this pilot shot down 49 Russian planes. This Ukrainian pilot called the Ghost of Kiev. Did and, it go uh, to that many? I heard he shot down like six or seven when like the the reports first came out. They got out to forty nine. Oh, oh dude, so funny! <clears throat> and uh, it turned out it's actually the footage that people were sending the news that the news was reporting on was from a two thousand thirteen game. It was like a combat simulator. Worst. Yeah, digital <laughs> combat simulator. <laughs> oh, it's no! So- I, I've never been to Ukraine, but like. Is it is it particularly uh you know grainy blurry over there maybe some weird uh weird textures on everything uh some some clipping of uh walking into rock walking through rocks does does that happen a lot in Ukraine Honestly that game actually looked pretty sweet I think I want to play that and it actually looked pretty good I'm really confused I kind of thought like this came from like the internet I thought it started from like Sam Hyde's joke because the Ghost of Kiev ended up being Sam Hyde. I thought it originated Yeah, yeah, there, when they finally but, showed his face and they yeah. reported that it was uh, Sam Hyde uh, shooting down a plane. No one... When is anyone going to stop this man? <laughs> it's one of the funniest bits ever. But on this Sun article, it, it actually started from the Ukrainian government. Ukrainian government's official account posted a 38-second clip on their social media back in February, writing, people call him the ghost of Kiev. (laughs) Like, this came, this propaganda came straight from the Ukrainian government. Yeah, pure lie. What? Oh, my God. The Ukrainian government had to know that they didn't have a pilot taking out 49 planes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. As of February 26, 10 military planes of the occupiers uh, of the occupiers to become an ace pilot, you need to uh, shoot down five planes. And the co- Ghost of Kiev shot twice as many. Oh, that was only in the two days since they came out with the story. Yeah. <laughs> he he added to that total. He's up to he's he's close forty nine going on six million. <laughs> Someone has to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe because there was also um, was it a senator or a congressman, a United States uh, politician retweeted this and was uh, pushing this on his social media, his Twitter account as well. Think, um, Just imagine if we gave the, the Ukraine Kissinger? more planes, they could have more ghosts of Kiev and uh, down those darn dirty Russians. I, I, I just I, I can't fathom how something like this could reach a U.S. Senate. No, I think it was a congressman, Senator or Congressman 
Kissinger actually retweeted you know, this. You know, they're on Twitter. Like, Congress people are on Twitter. Yeah. Because they have a lot of Lockheed Martin stock, and they'll say literally anything to make that go up a point. <laughs> oh, that was funny. There was, uh, there was some stories coming out the other week of um, some senators and Congress people's uh, having invested in Lockheed Martin stock the day before the Russian invasion. Of course. Yeah. Duh. Obviously. Like, it's good to know they that do. it's good to know our military intelligence is top notch these days. They're finally getting shit right. <laughs> yeah, no, no conflict of interest. Uh, you know, having people directly profit off of the arms sales that they're the ones making the deals to sell the arms and buy the arms. Like, that's crazy. That's so crazy corrupt that it's like I can't believe anybody trusts these people at all. Plus, they're showing video game clips of a guy shooting down planes and saying it's real life. Uh, Let's see. Second story. There was a they had a little like military outpost on this island called Snake Island in Ukraine. And the Russians uh, had a battleship floating up to it. And it was like, hey, you guys got to stand down or else we're going to attack. And the Ukrainian military stood strong. The 13 men at that outpost said, the Russian military can go fuck themselves, and everybody clapped. And then they all were blown to smither- smithereens mercilessly by the Russian military. Then two days later, they were all alive. Wait, This wait, was on wait, The wait. Guardian. <clears throat> now, in that two-day period, did anyone write any songs about how, how, how great of a martyr that these people were? I mean- <laughs> Not enough time. You have to have a two-year scam going to get collect enough Disney songs. Which begs the question, because these are military personnel again, where did this information come from? Uh, Right? No idea, but The Guardian was fucking reporting on it. It's not like... They all were. All of the news like took this at face value, just like they take everything our government says at face value. And it ends up They didn't even take the articles down. They just updated the headline to allegedly... They just put allegedly in front of it so that they are allowed to just lie about it and be like, well, no, this was alleged. We didn't we didn't know if it was true. Allegedly, they all died after being found alive two days later. Yeah, they were all fine. It was just completely made up. It's it's a classic Monty Python. Well, I got better. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I did make the ultimate sacrifice, but I got better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i have a video there's a news station france 24 uh they did a segment on various uh fake news stories that were coming out and oh, these guys did such a good job on it except they're also like they're trying to tread the line of not pissing off every liberal it's really funny like uh we'll just listen to it they're it's great they prepare to defend their country. Right, so this has got, uh, in one share alone, almost 13,000 uh, views, uh, Wasim, and it shows, I think we, have, we should have some sound on this, images of um, Ukrainian soldiers saying goodbye to uh, their spouses or girlfriends or wives, and uh, there's a series of images like that. Uh, they are actually Ukrainian soldiers, but if you do a reverse image search on uh, a screen grab from that video, it'll actually take you back to a share on in 2018, October 2018. This was actually a film uh, by two Ukrainian uh, filmmakers, The War of the Chimeras, and it does indeed involve war. It does indeed involve Ukrainian soldiers, but it's not now, and it's not dealing with the current conflict with Russia. 
it does indeed show Ukrainian shoulders, soldiers, at least depictions of them in a war from a movie. That's the same thing that the media all ran with. <laughs> what do you think Plato, uh, Plato fact would, would rate this as mostly true? <laughs> allegedly, girlfriend says goodbye to boyfriend as he goes to allegedly fight the Russians. Yeah, lacks That's context. Allegedly is the context. <laughs> oh. This is all just, this is base level propaganda to just. It's low effort. Like, oh it's, my God. It's extremely low effort propaganda. Um, yeah, not good propaganda like our propaganda. Actually, no. our, our propaganda <laughs> no, has gotten not. dumber. It's gotten as a lot worse. Got, yeah. yeah, as the people have gotten stupider, they don't even have to try anymore. Like, it's it's way worse propaganda. And no one cares. Hey, Aaron, Aaron, I'd, I'd just like to think that you got smarter. I'd like to think that, too. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I don't have the soundboard up. Being sarcastic or something. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the perfect time. God damn it. <laughs> okay, we can keep going. There's so many good examples. Yeah, no doubt similar scenes are playing out, but those are not. Well, actually, oh, no exactly. Next up, images of a young girl confronting a soldiers have been doing the rounds uh, online. Does this have to do with? Okay, very much a similar genre of uh, fake news here. Uh, this uh, this, this scene did happen. Uh, so what we're about to watch, <laughs> what you're about to hear the audio for, is a ten-year-old blonde girl yelling at a man, and now we'll play out the scene. And it goes back, in fact. To 2012, and it shows a, a, a girl confronting a soldier. But if anyone has any sort of keen ear, they would hear that it's not a Slavic language, it's not Ukrainian, it's not Russian. This is actually uh, Arabic, and this it took place in the, in the West Bank. It was a, a girl who later went on to become actually quite a well known activist called Aed, Aed Tamimi. And so this was back in 2012, and it has nothing to do with the current situation. So if people aren't familiar with the languages in question, or, I mean, if you look at the terrain there as well, that's clearly not. And the uh, weather. It's, it, and the weather, exactly. Yeah. So there should be a few clues there for those who, who want to, uh, I suppose, be a little bit alert. <laughs> those who don't want to be retarded, okay. Speaking about being a little bit alert <laughs> about the environment. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it's in a desert, uh, for one. <laughs> uh, not Ukraine in February. Uh <laughs> That my favorite part about this is this, this is at the West Bank of Giza. They're they're showing the bravery of this ten year old girl running up and threatening to punch a soldier and to leave, and the soldier leaves, and how brave she is. And there just happens to be a cameraman that's right there in frame, like taking video of this to send to the world to show this girl's bravery. Like it's all fucking set up, and then she becomes a well known Israeli actress. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, could that be more, like, did that hit any more boxes for our, what's fake and gay? <laughs> I think activist, not actor. I thought no, they, actress. They said act, I thought they said uh, actress. We can go back. It's literally an actress. Uh, so, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Child actress <laughs> pretending to be mad at a Jewish guy dressed up like a Palestinian. And this brave blonde blue-eyed jew with their eyes with a hint of mischief was uh pushing back the palestinians right before she was gassed but it didn't take Chris, <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> okay you need to recover from that one jesus 
here we go. In Ukraine in uh, February, March. March, yeah. Next up, you've got a scene that actually did take place, but a uh, bit of a misunderstanding. That's right. We were looking at this actually last week in the segment as well. This was a scene that got an awful lot of traction. It showed a tank in Kiev, and it's now been triangulated with various images of this particular scene that went up on social media by our observer's team. So this, we have a lot of information about what happened here uh, since uh, last week, and it showed a tank crushing a car, and the, the, the man who was in that car sort of miraculously survived. And it was pre- presumed at the time that this was a Russian tank and that Russian tanks were now in Kiev. So the fact that that was misinterpreted, that the, the details of that scene were actually quite grave because it meant that you know, the offensive, the Russian offensive was actually considerably more advanced than it than it was. In any case, it, it appears uh, that this was uh, actually a, a Ukrainian tank and uh, a, a, a Strela 10, uh, not a, a Russian Strela 10 tank, it was a Ukrainian tank and uh, a, a rattled Ukrainian soldier because of, a, because of a confrontation that had happened nearby, wasn't watching what he was doing and rolled over this car. So it wasn't Russian tanks. But still, you have articles, for example, in on the Daily Mail uh, that are referring to this as having been Russian troops uh, who deliberately swerved their tanks to drive over a car. So it's been largely debunked, but there's still quite a trace of that particular piece of fake news on social media and even on news websites. All right. And James, you've got, you've noticed a picture of the... I'm sure like two streets over there was a Russian tank. Like they just didn't have a camera on the right right block. The Russians weren't even close. They're not even close. They weren't in the city. I know. Dude, the, the fucking video is so funny, too, because it's this guy driving. So the first story when it's a Russian tank is Russian tank deliberately swerves to crush civilian car and murder civilian. And then they're like, oh, it's a Ukrainian tank. Uh, Ukrainian soldier was rattled at a confrontation that he had earlier and uh, accidentally ran car over probably because he was afraid of Russia. It's still Russia's fault. <laughs> is, is that a side effect of PTSD, just running people over with tanks? Dude, it's a sign of you live in a fucked up country. If, you're, if your government's accidentally running you over in tanks, <laughs> then you know what? Hey, you should probably okay. be invaded. <laughs> probably, you probably welcome an invasion any day now. It's a testament to the United States uh, combat training program that we've installed for the Ukrainian government. <laughs> this is the best we could we could do, boys. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, driving tanks off the road. This last one is my favorite by far. First lady of Ukraine that has gone viral. Tell us more about that. That's right. So Olena uh, Zelenska, um, this is a photo claiming to show her here in uh, military fatigues. Uh, that is not uh, Elena, uh, Elena Zelenska. It, it is, in fact, a stock image showing a Ukrainian soldier. But, of course, because we've been seeing her husband in showing military fatigues and out with, uh, uh, with, uh, with the Ukrainian, with the images showing him with the Ukrainian army, it is all the more credible that his wife might be doing the same. Of course, James. And finally, before we leave you, uh, <laughs> Russia is now okay, mounting a battle. We're done. Oh, it's, God. It's all the more credible her his wife might be doing the same. Yes, it's very credible that the first lady of Ukraine, or whatever the fuck they call them, uh, is out in military fatigues in full makeup fighting off Russians with machine guns. That's very... That's what... That's what a credible source, quote-unquote, is nowadays, is a one-stock image. It's mostly true because it it could potentially happen. Yes, there is a potential for it to happen. We don't have any we don't have any evidence that it happened, but because it's probable, because it's possible, we're gonna say it's mostly true. <laughs> Dude, she had like 
six guy. inches of foundation on her face and like full fucking makeup. Yeah, it would, they're right? like this shows a uh, a Ukrainian soldier. It's like no, it doesn't. This shows a fucking model <laughs> doing a fucking photo op or something. This is so dumb. We even have our own fake photo today. Uh, Joe Biden's heading to Europe to drum up support for the Ukraine. You guys see that? And he took yeah. he tweeted a picture out. Of, of him, him giving this, yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, 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 so great. he's like, what? What? What is he doing? Is he just going to the EU countries and telling them to give more guns and tanks and planes to and jets to Ukraine? Is that? I don't even think he's alive. What's he doing? Gosh. <laughs> well, okay. A photo of the president in clearly in like July. Like the foliage <laughs> yes. is not look like that right now. It, it is beautiful lush green trees and the bright green lawn and we are at the ass end of winter in in uh dc right now you might get a couple spring days here and there but there's no green trees around at the moment that aren't a pine tree hey it's it's like a few days from peak cherry blossoms there's uh there are a bunch of pink trees around yes as you can see (laughs) in this photo here no it's definitely yeah, it's definitely on the brink of spring in the in this picture is what Josh is trying to say. Yeah. I legitimately I legitimately don't think that I legitimately don't think that Joe Biden's alive. <laughs> he doesn't like, necessarily have to be, right? Like they can get away with like weekend at Bernie's w- without him. Yeah. He might like, be a better president if he weren't alive. Aren't they going to just, they're just going to wait until the second term's over and then make Kamala the president, right? Or not a second term, a second year. I think that's maybe the goal. That's where they're going to go. They're going to have it. to do some work before they can get Kamala to be uh, accepted as president. She's kind of a shit show. And uh, they're, yeah, they're going to have to do some work convincing us that that's acceptable. Okay, Josh, if I make a prediction on when Joe Biden dies, how far off for me to be right? Like, what's my leeway? If I'm within a certain amount of months, I'd say like two. Plus minus two, three or four, but two. Yeah, this is around that. Like within a half of a year. So like plus minus three months. Is that reasonable? I'm saying. End of February 2023, Joe Biden dies. We start getting reports of his failing health in like November. There's going to be a new COVID variant next year. Yeah, you think just after the elections in November, they could call it COVID. How funny would that be? (laughs) When no one's dying of it anymore, it's like it's Dude, gone. They're, they're trying to like, they're trying to convince us that there's a new variant now, like the BA.1 or something. No way. They gave it a shitty name just so that no one would repeat it while we're doing the Ukraine shit. Yeah. Okay. So, Joe Biden, you think he's going to die next February? Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say end of February 2023. Okay. The one year anniversary of Russia invading Ukraine. It sucks. He's gonna miss our return to the moon by just by just just a little bit. If you could have held on a little bit longer, you could have seen us go to the moon again. And Josh will shed a single tear for him, not be able to see. Okay, so that's all I have on that. By the way, but what do you guys like? How how insane is this like reporting? Right, these are all fake stories that have come out last month. I think the the real time propaganda has gone to a whole new level a whole new fucking level with with this war 
it's it's so interesting too because you know, I don't I don't have cable or anything like that. But I went to my parents' house for dinner one night and they just left cable news on. And I just, like I would giggle every single time that they would like mention the war front. They would mention like, oh, we need to do more stuff on Russia. And it's like, oh, we need to assassinate Putin. And I was like, I couldn't. I don't understand these people. I don't understand the the these pundits that just sit there and they're like, yeah, we have to go to war, guys. Like it is imperative. I don't think Isn't anyone. It amazing how bipartisan uh, all the news networks are when it comes to starting a new war. Yes. It's the one thing that all the liberal news outlets and all the conservative outlets can agree on. They, they'll find a couple things to squabble about, but those are like, but they're all pro-war. We all definitely have to go to war. Yeah, I thought, I thought like the conservatives were anti-democracy after all the voting stuff. Why, why are they suddenly pro-democracy when it comes to war? <laughs> kind of hypocritical, if you ask me. Nice. I like the yes, boomer very. talking point, Josh. How could they care about the borders of Ukraine and not the southern border? <laughs> oh, God. I've been inundated with fucking people on TikTok saying that exact same shit. I love... I, that's my my two groups of people that follow my TikTok are uh, conspiracy theorists and then Republican boomers that really like this video that got like a million views on fucking uh, global warming. <laughs> And I just imagine the thing that makes me the happiest is imagining a boomer be like, this guy, fuck, this guy gets it. He's he knows that global (laughs) warming's a scam. And then like flip to the next video where I'm talking about the earth being flat and their fucking head explodes. (laughs) Or have you even done a TikTok yet where you you coined the phrase rooting for Putin? No, that that came out immediately. That was like even before our episode, the other people were saying it. It was too obvious. Yeah, okay. I hadn't heard it yet, but I when I said it, but I, it was that one's too obvious. There's no credit for anybody. No one can take credit for coming up with that. Well, no, I'm just going to say the boomers are going to hate it when you side with the dirty communists. Oh, wait, no, I did say rooting for Putin. Actually, okay. I said how it's fun to say rooting for Putin because it pisses off the lowest denominator of people. But I don't really care either way, because like there's the Q, the Q retards are like, uh, Oh, Putin's fighting the NWO. It's like, I was like, no. Show me George Soros like naked fighting a fucking Russian brown bear in like an arena. If if Putin can make that happen, I am actually rooting for Putin from here on out. (laughs) Until then, I assume they're all fucking scam artists. This is a big gay play. One hundred (laughs) percent. You speaking of scam artists? (laughs) I think I found. I found the jackpot of scams going on. And it's one of the, like, it's also like quite terrifying because it has to do with like agenda 21 and like the great reset and Charles Schwab and stuff like that. Uh, they all have like very similar talking points. Let me a quick introduction here. For the first time in 10,000 years, we have the ability to create a prosperous, equitable and resilient society, a global scale. To enter the age of freedom, we need to adopt a human-centric, networked, decentralized way of understanding the world with its new dynamics of distributed power and ownership in societies. The age of freedom is tantalizingly close, but powerful forces stand in the way. (laughs) Do you... you, Is it just me or... 
Is that so ominous? It sounds terrifying, doesn't it? I like that they use like the fucking Cortana voice to be like, <laughs> in the future, we are this close to having the birthday cake. <laughs> they also have like Mass Effect themed like music in the background. Like, doo 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 It's. I, I feel like distributed ownership kind of misses the point of decentralization, right? <laughs> right? No, Josh, it's one and the same. They're, they they synergize. Th- those two things synergize together quite well. What synergy oh, means, uh, I have ver- no they verti- idea. Vertically integrate? Vertically integrate <laughs> on a uh, uh, galactic level? I don't know. I can... So I found this because uh, I found this article from BigThink.com, and it's titled, The Collapse of the Industrial Livestock Industry is Coming. A new report sees major disruption in where we get our food. We're just a few years from the tipping point in engineered food. Traditional agriculture, agri- agriculture's 10,000 year run is about over. <laughs> I can't. Okay. The better foods, tastier foods, and cheaper foods are on the way. So the whole premise to this is that they don't like the idea of going to macroorganisms for food like a cow a cow would be considered a macroorganism they're looking at things like proteins uh vitamins minerals and stuff like that things that we could generate in into like pill form like we can just make produce these things like protein powder multivitamins stuff like that they're taking that to its logical extreme saying we don't need the cattle anymore we can synthetically build and engineer the protein the thing that everyone needs we're going to build it and we're going to do it uh, the same way that Silicon Valley has created the internet, like perfected the internet, basically. Aaron, you look like you're <laughs> with, with a series of tubes. Yeah, I just can't wait. I can't wait till it's like this is, this, you know, this sounds like it's going to just be like fluoride times 10. Like people so, are just going to walk around like. <laughs> like bar- barely keep their fucking eyes open, like just a glazed over look at all times, like. So Are you like guys getting enough iodine. Th- this is like the biggest like like act of hubris like I've seen in my lifetime. I think like the the whole statement where it's like the the ten thousand year run on agriculture is coming to to an end now. And it's like only a fucking retarded entrepreneur and scientist get together could could conceive of such a retarded thing, right? They're like, oh, we've been doing food for ten thousand years. We're gonna we're gonna change everything. We're gonna build it from the ground up. We're gonna innovate agriculture. Did you highlight that part in the article where they say yes. they coined the term "food as software"? Yes, it consists of <laughs> databases shit. of uh, engineered why, molecules, why not like molecular fast? food cookbooks, as a service, <laughs> molecular cookbooks, if you will, that allow for decentralized, stable, and resilient production anywhere. Decentralized. They just threw that word in there. Yeah. They don't. What are you talking? They is, just know that people like how it sounds. Yeah. They just threw they, decentralized they, in. It's not decentralized if it's a fucking owned by a giant megacorp. Dude, they hit every keyword for like every demographic. Like they have a 35 minute long intro video and they, they talk about collapse, like civilizations collapsing. They talk about like civil unrest because of blm and like riots and all that shit they're like it's all heading down the same path and we have to prepare for it like it's no actually i i realized i 
I read about this in a comic book, uh, Transmetropolitan, where um, they they have like these little machines in their houses that like, can just synthesize their meals just magically. You just tell it what you want to eat, and that uh, no one owns. It's, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's do you know what decentralized agriculture looks like? It's a bunch of homesteads. Yes, not. Not fucking insert megacorp here and their fucking protein making factory <laughs> out of God knows what. That's a that's the literal opposite of decentralized. That's very, very centralized. <laughs> 2030 Dust Bowl 2.0. That's where we're headed with your dangerous words, Aaron. <laughs> so uh, they, they made some very bold predictions saying that um, the the what was it? The cost of producing this like synthetic protein and also the demand for it is going to reach a point where it's finally equal to that of natural beef and their demand for it. And it, it'll quickly overtake them using um, a, an exponential like growth rate basically. And they're saying that this growth rate is going to destroy like this technological growth rate of synthetic protein is going to destroy all of like everything that we know about society. They said the, um, the U.S. beef and dairy industry and their suppliers will decline by 50% by 2030. And by 2035, uh, down 90% of what they are today. So they're, they're you know talking about... going to look like? Yeah. This is going to look like, like Final Fantasy VII. Like, <laughs> the cities are yeah. going to be like Midgar. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to think it's like this dystopian nightmare everywhere. And then you just like walk outside of the city and it's like perfectly green trees. And people are like... Wait, why do you live in that shithole? <laughs> so, uh, the one interesting thing that they point out, they said farm values, farmland values will drop by 40 to 80%. Completely devastating. Well, I was like, oh, that would be kind of rad. Oh, right? I, I that would be terrible awesome. for uh, Bill Gates and BlackRock's portfolios. <laughs> They're going to be destitute in 10 years. But it's the opposite. People are going to be clamoring for farmland because people are starting to realize how valuable it is because of yes. these psychopaths. It's actually going to go up, but I, I hope it crashes. That'd be great. That'd be super and great. we could own more quicker. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, and so the, they continue the pitch by, like, see, like how I explained it earlier, they broke it down into like their pitch categories. Economic, which is communism. Environmental, which is global warming, social, uh, you have all like the job losses and like riots going on and then like geopolitical, uh, back to economic by 2035, 60% of the area currently allocated to livestock and food production will be freed for other uses. This is, uh, this is enough land that if we're dedicated to the planting of trees or carbon, uh, sequestration, it could completely offset us greenhouse emissions. So between the last two things, like I'm already highly suspicious of like what's going on here, right? They're like, oh, we're gonna drop, we're gonna drop land prices by eighty percent. No, uh, that's that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that's that's them trying to scare a bunch of farmers into selling their land. The the only way that farm land would drop by eighty percent is if everyone's really excited about synthetic protein, fucking being guzzled, putting down their gullet, you know, like that's. The only way that farmland goes down in value, where like the cities are all awesome and everybody loves their synthetic protein and their bug meat. Like, but Bob, Bob, these guys are like, they have a proven track, tra- track record of investments and predictions with in- regarding investments, right? 
Oh, these guys are economic heavyweights and in in the tech world. Let me let me pull up the founders for you right right here. For 15 years, I've been working on um, developing a framework to understand and anticipate technology disruptions. 15 years ago, I predicted the rise of Google, Salesforce, Netflix, and Apple. Okay, so he said 15 years ago. <laughs> Is this In new? In 2007, when they were already all being, were huge? This was published in 2021. This was just last year. Oh, oh, 2006. Okay, that changes everything. <laughs> yeah. Apple and Apple. Google were humongous yes, at a- that point already. Apple, like if you if you predicted Apple in the 80s, that was like a like a miracle, right? <laughs> not yeah. Not in Not after the dot com bubble. Like yeah, not, <laughs> not in 2006. <laughs> That'd be like me predicting right now like I predicted that Bitcoin was gonna go really high, and they're like, "Why aren't you a gazillionaire?" Uh, don't worry about it. Don't Maybe worry. I am. You don't know. <laughs> uh, this, yeah, I like, predicted this is Bitcoin why... five years ago too. Oh god, yeah. dude! Last year I said I think this Bitcoin thing's catching on. <laughs> <laughs> dude, in 2023, it's just wait. I have a big announcement to make about NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he continues with his portfolio. 10 years ago, I predicted the rise of electric vehicles, batteries, and solar energy. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> batteries? Batteries? <laughs> he said batteries. <laughs> I have been dying watching this shit. Is quick <laughs> pull up the Duracell stock. <laughs> this is the funniest scam on the planet. <laughs> Just, just to double check, I, I did uh, cross reference uh, for for electric cars. When was Tesla a thing? Uh, and their IPO was in 2010, uh, before 10 years ago. They'd been producing cars for a, a bit of time at that point. A publicly Dude, this traded. This is fucking crazy. Like, I wanna, I wanna apply for a job at this guy's company. Like, you know, just lie about in everything. 2013, I was watching the Super Bowl and I was like, people should advertise on this. I think a lot of people will get some eyeballs on it. Oh my god! I predicted that back in 2013. <laughs> these guys are fuck. These guys are fucking gold. I love it. All right. So Tony and I met in 2016 in Washington at a U.S. military think tank. And along with us, a number of... Uh, okay. Uh, uh, oh, there's so. hope for me, too. Yeah. Josh, <laughs> Josh is like, I don't know, a year away from hopping into one of these think tanks themselves and being one I of these I have bad guys. ideas. He'll be the engineer on staff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So those are the guys that are pushing this forward. Um it has to be an when I was sitting scam. in history class and I was learning about the Nazi army. I was like, I don't think this two front war is gonna go so well for these guys. I <laughs> predicted that they would lose in 20... <laughs> I... 2011. <laughs> I... I love how like desperate they are because, like, okay, they're they, bragging they hit... about themselves, but it's fucking the dumbest brags ever. That well. Uh, okay, let me just play like this this last clip. This is the last one. We're between two ages. In the 2020s, we're witnessing the dawn of the age of creation. It's a dramatically different production system. Instead of it being centralized, 
hierarchical, extraction and exploitation based. It's actually based on the network and the node, on collaboration, on information technologies, on global design and development, but local production and participation of human beings. That's going to be what a problem. What the fuck is the network and the node? <laughs> the participation of human beings is going to be a problem, I think. <laughs> well, no, you just have to force them. Remember, yeah. that's the, everybody's new way to do it. Is when people don't want to participate in your weird globalist scheme, you just try to make the you threaten them until they do. Dude, I can't wait till these people are like having their fucking office doors bludgeoned down by just starving maniacs ready to fucking cut their heads off. Like these people don't have no idea what's coming. Like when they get this worse, when somebody's like eat your synthetic bug protein and some fucking angry black guys just like hammering down their fucking door with a sledgehammer and literally tears his head off. Wait, no, I predicted the battery as a success. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. We're this close to paradise. I predicted the battery 10 years ago. Not even synthetic good protein, synthetic bug protein. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. I know we're only at the you own nothing stage. You're about to be happy. I promise. <laughs> I promise. So, it's 2031. These are just trust fund babies that are like retarded and think that they have are really important people because they oh, got handed on. important jobs. I'll, I'll give my theory at the end on what this actually is, but uh, I know it's a scam. I know it's a hundred percent a scam because like this last sentence in the article about these protein farms and it, uh, from the, the guy that runs the company himself, he goes, so if the U S resists or fails to support the modern food industry, other countries such as China will capture the health, wealth and jobs that, uh, occur, uh, to those, le uh, accrue to those leading the way. Sorry. Uh, it's a dude, threat. You know they just did. It's just a no. It's not even a threat. It's a Cold War it, thing. It it is a threat, but not really. What it really is is it's an appeal to fucking boomer money. Yeah, no, it's we can't let the commies get there first. We need to do it. Well, it, it's an appeal to the Klaus Schwab money to like the people like these people in high places that have like these grand ideas, like Bill Gates. I'm sure Bill Gates has like given these guys at least a couple million dollars or something like that. So my theory is that, <clears throat> well, obviously they're scammers, but what are they doing it for? Do they actually believe themselves? Because the shit that they're thinking, like I could follow their logic and it's like, yeah, like you are the villain in Kingsman. Like, I, I know. I think that these guys are retarded dress on babies. Like, I, <laughs> I think he literally thinks that he predicted the success of Google before that that was a popular thing in 2007. <laughs> yeah, I love that it was almost a decade past the dot-com bubble, and and he's predicting, ah, I think this internet's here for the long haul. <laughs> I don't know. What if, what if they're just, like, super base, like, red-pilled, and they're just, like, stealing money from Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and all of these fucking crazy people that want to destroy the world with their insane ideas of good. No, that guy leadership. looks like Eugene Levy fucked uh, Droopy Dog. Yeah, like, they, dude, that guy looks they not both based at look all. Like rats, they they definitely do. <laughs> so, so what do these guys and their foundation or whatever actually do? Do they have anyone board on board? Like, do do people advocate for this? Are journalists writing about what a great idea they have? Are they are they getting 
any money into this? What's what's the situation? It appears to be just a think tank from what I can figure uh, because they don't they just do a bunch of like food, agriculture, energy reports, transportation, like and they have like a blog and they don't like they're not selling anything. Obviously, there's no product to buy from them. Um, no, I swear to God, it's just a it's think tank full of trust fund babies yeah. that are for money laundering purposes and yeah, to get tax write offs. Yeah, we have to hire this think tank for a hundred and fifty million dollars, and you're like, wait, what? You're not paying these guys this much for yeah? What predict Google's success? Like these what? guys, these guys are obvious scabs, and but they're fucking scamming the shit out of like the wealthiest people on the planet. No, they're not. They're not scamming them. The wealthiest people put them there in order to like fucking launder money. Like you said, like the, True. the wealthiest yeah. people aren't dumb. They, they just have these things that they act like, Oh, look at what we're doing. Let's put a veneer on this thing. It's like a, it's like an ad. I'm trying to get, well, it definitely is an ad, but I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt because I would definitely run this scam on people and be like, fuck you guys like myself. You wouldn't be able to. That's the thing. (laughs) They act like you're able to do that, but you, this is like a, like a close knit group. It's like, you're, you got to be in the frat to be part of the fucking, Oh, I totally scammed them out of a million dollars. And really they got like a hundred grand and laundered $900,000 for some rich guy's money. And that's what they do for a living. And they come out and show a PowerPoint and act like they're a think tank. I told you at cabin, it's just a tennis club, Aaron. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Bob, you play tennis? No, no. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's 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 my uh, presentation for t- tonight. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, Dude, that that guy's predictions. <laughs> yeah, I, if I could get more videos of him <laughs> predicting things, the future is the node. <laughs> I want I want him predicting things every episode. Like that would be my favorite thing in the world. I would watch that all day of telling not only predicting things, just telling me the stuff he's already predicted, things that are like just obvious now and giving years that are way later than when they already were successful. I I could definitely picture Don Pettit saying exactly what these guys are saying. Like you know like the human beings part. It's like all we need is human being participation. For the for the moon base, we, we just need like a couple. We need a couple thousand people to go up and never return <laughs> on the moon elevator. He predicted the success of the battery in 2013. <laughs> 2011 to give him credit. That's like pre- predicting the success of the automobile in 1997. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It's an already established thing. <laughs> Detroit and Ohio were already on the decline by 1997. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. That guy rules, dude. Him and Don Pettit need to do a podcast immediately. <laughs> no, don't don't let him indoctrinate Don. Uh, okay. What else we got for today? We have There's a little bit of science. Can we have voice? You need to know what science discovered, you need to know today. Whether it's space or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. CDC says it accidentally inflated children's COVID death numbers in quote-unquote coding logic error. Like a glitch, you mean? Right? Like just a normal glitch? Well, well, I mean, 
Yeah, it's it's the logic of the code itself. It sounds more. Uh, I don't know if intentional is the right word, but by design than a than a glitch might be. Okay, so they they told the program to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. They they t- I I would assume that they wrote the program like that and didn't realize uh, some case in which it might malfunction or account certain non-COVID deaths as being COVID deaths. Awesome. So when all the conspiracy theorists out there were saying they're inflating the COVID deaths. And then they were told that they were like evil. They were right the whole time. <laughs> Wait, Aaron, why wasn't this part on your part of the show? Like this article on your part of the show was like real time propaganda. I guess it's not like real, real time, but it's still like COVID still a lingering effect <clears throat> in my state. There's still lockdowns. So it's still like we, we all technically have long time. COVID. Okay. Yeah. I do want to do like a going over like very obvious news scams is like a bit but no let's keep okay, yeah. so how, what, what are they blaming on now it's not their fault it's a it's the code's fault yeah that's exactly it's just it's literally an asterisk on the cdc website for the updated tables uh, of course they deleted all the old tables and uh that's that's all it says coding error um and yeah, just to get an idea of the scale of the changes for for what you know some journalists some people have been able to actually record uh based on the previous numbers they they were they had saved or had access to before they were deleted um for the for the pediatric for the under 18 deaths it is a decrease they'd over they inflated the numbers by 24 percent is that a a lot a little look you misread a lot or it's a little because uh there were zero deaths from covid in children because covid's not real why would anyone get mad if you misreport a couple hundred deaths of children? I don't understand that. I feel like everyone's getting a little antsy. We can throw them a bone this one time. Just don't get it wrong again. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Know, you know the saying. The saying always goes: uh, if we can save just one thousand children's lives, then it'll be worth <laughs> it. A couple hundred. <laughs> eh, that's a rounding error for most parents. Do we get twenty four percent of our money back? god i hate this no refunds all i'm saying is that uh alex jones predicted that a lot less kids didn't get harmed and they dragged him through the mud (laughs) did he predict that three days after this article like that one guy would (laughs) rethink (laughs) yeah in june of 2022 i predicted that the the covid (laughs) fatality rates were actually uh, falsely, if not uh, you know, <laughs> misrepresented. Ooh, um, no, no. But really, really, what this article means for me is we already had good evidence that the case rates were a useless statistic uh, because they don't mean anything so far as actually people being sick or dying or whatever. Uh, that the hospitalization rates were made up in like useless statistics because. Um, Half of those were for either non-COVID cases or mild or asymptomatic cases. And now we have confirmation that the uh, further confirmation that the death statistics are also useless and made up. So it's the the, the whole pandemic is useless and made up. That's that's the the conclusion that I come out of this with, at least. Yeah, the whole thing is fucking fake and gay. I said that from the start. Fucking stupid. Like... 
they can't. What are they, are they going to blame the rest of those uh, numbers that are useless on coding error as well? Well, <laughs> like, what's the official death count in the United States? Like, because I keep hearing like nine hundred thousand people oh, it's died. Something ridiculous. That sounds that sounds like what it it uh, theoretically would be at. I feel like as like an underhanded dark joke, you can just like subtract twenty four percent off that and just start using that as the real number. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> it's just like you know, if you're just talking you know, about a like uh, 666,000. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, pretty much exactly <laughs> where we're at. Death wise. Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, that is right about 24% off. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> it, it's so it's so to be fair, it is 24% of the pediatric or the under 18 uh, deaths. Um, it, it's a slightly lower percentage for the other age categories, but whatever. Okay. No, none of it matters. You take the 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 crude death rates exactly the same. As it has been in the previous years, the years previous to COVID. Actually, holy fuck, that's not true. I came across evidence that, uh, what was it? The ex- excess death rate for millennials increased by about, like, I think, like 50,000, 60,000 from. Are, are those all drug overdoses? Because that's like. No, up, from 2020 uh, to 2021, there was a jump and it was directly related to vaccination rates. The millennial generation went through a Vietnam War in 2021 with vaccination deaths. Uh, you can't just say that. That's, oh, okay. you got to come oh, in with oh, a fucking yeah. episode next oh, week. I'll bring that. it up. Yeah, next week. Yeah, we yeah. We need we need to go into that a bit more. I, I'm just thinking uh, that Pfizer came out with their FOIA request stuff, and they they cited a, some thousands of deaths uh, officially. Um, that they admitted to, and of course we know the the VARES system has a a shit ton more cataloged and is traditionally highly underreported as well. So well, well yeah, c- come back in next week with that. Yeah, I wonder if they have that breakdown for city by city or state by state with a uh, vaccination rate too. Like where states that had like ninety percent vaccination rates compared to like some place like Florida, and yeah. see if the millennial deaths were way higher in those. Like <clears throat> it'd be interesting. Yeah. For the well, excess deaths. Wow, I can't believe so many people died from a seasonal affective disorder because it's dark in the winter. But Florida, it's just because you have sunshine there. You know, you know how that yeah. works. All right, I think that's it. Well, oh, wait, no, we have no, voicemails, so we always play oh, at the end. Like, like we always. Bob, do have you never the, ended the, episode? Have you never at, at stayed the very end of the show, before? We always do. Yes. Voicemails. Yeah. Who do you think would win in a dog fight? The Red Baron or the Ghost of Keys? It goes to Kiev as like Kiev. almost modern fighters, but the Red Baron has the uh, the uh, bonus of actually existing. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a second. Yeah, who knows if the Red Baron existed? Right. Good point, Bobby. Holy fuck! <laughs> I never another thought about dumb it. Fucking thing to. It's just another propaganda piece, probably. Most likely, uh, yeah. All right, here's another Bobby. Yo, my cousin just showed me this video. Someone pouring monster energy drink in an egg while they fried it, and it turned to like a rubber toy. I don't know. I think it'd be a cool thing to recreate, and you should talk about how monster is straight up 666 in Hebrew. Uh, I don't know. Do energy drinks. Peace. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think think we found out anything. What about the egg thing? Uh, we can, I guess we can leave the egg thing behind, but I didn't know about the Just Hebrew. show that you can make an egg into rubber by pouring monster on it as you cook it. 
fuck are you talking about, Bobby? This is why he leaves so many voicemails. Because he's just no, 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 wait, fucking wait. hyped out on Monster Energy Drink and rubber eggs. <laughs> didn't you get Bobby's second voicemail or whatever where he tried it and it didn't work? Like, No, I, I didn't pull that one up, no. Oh, okay. But, I, sorry. To, but what are his comments about the monster... Bit. The, the Hebrew 666 thing? I didn't... I don't know what he's yeah, talking about. Apparently the three little monster claw signs. I don't know. All right. Are we going to do a schizo episode on that? No, I hate Gematria so much. Okay. So dumb. All right. Every word means something, and then they're like, and then if you minus this word and this word, it equals 911. And oh, 23 is the cabal. It's, it's the real schizo that's shit. You might as well schizo. just be talking about your gang stalkers. Like, it's... I mean, they, like, the people... So there is something something to it where like but when they start getting to where like every word and then like you're equating the letters to number it it gets retarded hey don't disparage my gang suckers most of them are nice people all right (laughs) (laughs) and very good at math too all right and that's the show thank you for listening guys (laughs) whatever fuck this shit i have a playstation raincoat you've got mail what the fuck Also, I respect your opinion and whatever else you said about me. The challenge is for us to see below the surface, to cut through the noise and the chaos, and understand the complex processes that are driving change, and see the scale of transformation that's delivering possibilities beyond our wildest imaginations, to create a world that's prosperous, resilient, and equitable for all. It's time for us to rethink humanity. 